Amy asks, at what point can you start releasing equity from your uh, PPR to invest in an investment property? Do lenders still want you to be at less than 80% LVR? So that's loan to value ratio. And how do you go about getting your house value to figure out what equity is truly in it? Great question, Amy. And I do think there are quite a few listeners who have established themselves in their first property as their first home, their primary place of residence, and they are now thinking about, you know, where can I invest and how can I invest in a, in a secondary property? So I think the first step in this is understanding what usable equity you have in your property. And step one of that process would be through your mortgage broker to organise evaluation of your property so that the bank actually can come out, cite your property. Sometimes they will do it via desktop, but majority of the time they'll come and actually inspect your property and give you a valuation of the property. Um, And of course, understanding the usable equity, and this is where the 80% does come into it. You've got to make sure that, well, first of all, you don't want your property to have gone down in value because that's that's not a good thing. But you also want your property to be ready to be valued, i.e., you know, looking top notch, um, so that you can achieve a really good valuation. Yeah, absolutely. So let, let's do a high level example, shall we? If we've got a property that's worth five hundred thousand, we times that by eighty percent, which equals four hundred thousand minus our debt, and let's say our debt, for argument's sake, is 300000 So we've got $100,000 of usable equity. Now, mm-hmm. when we say usable equity, as you mentioned, Emily, that's what you can take uh, without paying lender's mortgage insurance and go and use it for whatever you want. Buy a boat, buy a house, whatever else. Don't, don't buy a boat, by the way. <laughs> if you want to pay lender's mortgage insurance, you can actually go higher. So you can say, well, I want to go in at 90%. Uh, so on that same calculation, 90% of 500 is your 450 minus your debt, 300 gives you 150 of equity that you can take out, provided that two things will occur. One, you've got the servicing, and in, which is your income essentially to cover that debt because it's an extra debt, it's just not free cash. So you've got to have reasonably high income in order to do that. And the second one is you're going to pay lenders mortgage insurance again, right? Now, there is is the whole argument of cross-securitisation, which is combining two properties together under the one lender, mm-hmm. um, both tied to each other. So you may be able to swing around and, and avoid a little bit of LMI there if your LVR is high enough across the two properties, um, probably a subject for another day. But yeah, in essence, ideally we like it at 80% or the banks do, but where there's a will, there's a way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
And I think the key here is having a broker on board who can really support you in going forward for your second property. If it is around the investment path and understanding the equity. Also, one thing I have noticed when people do have their realised equity and they know what they can can have to put towards the purchase is unless that's actually physically like cashed out and, and given to you um, to then go use as the deposit, you actually do need funds, right? Like you might be putting equity towards a purchase, but if it's not in your bank account physically to be able to do a standard sort of 10% deposit with a sales agent, don't forget that you can actually negotiate your upfront deposit. Like a lot of Australia, it's a standard 10% uh, upon acceptance or signing of the contract once your offer has been accepted or you won at auction. It doesn't have to be that. And I think if you can understand the rationale behind maybe it's only $20,000 as a fixed amount for your deposit, as long as the agent understands why, um, it's usually more than fine. And it does say the rigmarole of you actually having to physically like cash out equity because that's a whole other step in the process. Um, So just something to be aware of, a little tip there. 